What's up, guys? Welcome to Inside the Ten. I'm Jimmy English, and joining me from IrishIllustrated.com is Len Clark. Len, how are you? Jimmy, I'm doing fantastic. Usually when we talk, I'm back in the States, but guess what? I'm just a couple of miles away from you here in Ireland. So you're over at the minute promoting Irish, Illustrate, Irish, Irish Illustrated's guide to Dublin for people who are traveling over for the game in August. Tell me a little bit about that. Really excited about the upcoming Aer Lingus College Football Classic. 52 days until kick. So I'm going to come home and then come back in about a month. But uh, this is something that we thought about last football season. I came over in February, had a chance to have a cup of coffee with you, and we put a guide together about things to do and see when the people are coming over for the game. And so I had some contacts, places that I always enjoyed going to. And so the goal of the guide is to help maximize one time, one person's time and fun here in, the, uh, here in the fair city, because we know people are going to try to drink out of a fire hydrant. It's so many different things. We want to help them focus so that they can really maximize their time. Yeah, so I read somewhere that there's approximately 40,000 Americans traveling over for this game, this Notre Dame game in August. And I don't know how accurate this is, but it's the largest exodus of American citizens since World War II. That's right. Over 40,000 Americans are expected to descend on Dublin for the College Football Classic coming up in August. Uh, the second largest deployment since D-Day. And so that just shows you the brand that Notre Dame has and the willingness to follow a football program halfway across the world. So what kind of businesses feature then in the land? Give me a little bit of flavor of what people can expect to find when they open it up. Well, it's about 100 pages, and so what we wanted to do is spotlight just the historical, cultural, music, you know, everything that makes Dublin special. And then kind of like in the second half of the guide, we go into the sponsors that help support it, the, the, the guide itself. And so they'll range from physical activities of taking a walk at Hoth or the 1916 Isa Rising walk or the food and fashion walk, a cycling tour, uh, Murphy's ice cream, just to taste the best ice cream on the planet. A firm uh, favorite of uh, us Dubliners. Uh, just places to go to see and eat and to really maximize the time. And, and for the kids, one of our sponsors is the Experience Gaelic Games. And so we're hoping to have an informal meetup for people to go out to Glasnevin where uh, the Gaelic Games experience is, so they can get a little idea of the culture and the history of sport here in Ireland to learn a little bit more about handball, curling, and, of course, GAA football. So, Len, you, you recently came on board with Irish Illustrated, which was one of the premier, I suppose, Notre Dame resources as a full-time contributor. Tell me how that came about and about your experience with Notre Dame football. Well, I've been covering Notre Dame athletics on and off for the past 30 years, and have advised as a consultant, Irish Illustrated, um, for the past 12 years. I left to go teach at Virginia Tech, and I guess they just missed me because they said, <laughs> are you happy down there? Do you want to come back? And I'm like, coming back to cover Notre Dame football on a full-time basis, the game in Dublin, and to go full-time with Irish Illustrated. Yeah, when do you want me? <laughs> and so, yeah, it's been a great ride. I came back last season to cover so as you said, you know, Irish Illustrated is one of the bigger media outlet that covers uh, Notre Dame athletics. And this this experience in Dublin is really going to show you 
what we can do because my connections in Ireland, going out, getting Aer Lingus as a, a sponsor to help us, we'll have our full crew over here. And we know coming over here is a big chunk of change. And so I don't know how many of the media outlets are sending their entire staff, but Irish Illustrated is. And that just shows you, you know, the work that we've done to establish a rapport because we know this is one of those one opportunities to do it right. And Jimmy, it's really exciting. I, I would like to tell you about some of the things that we've done just in the past week. Please, please one work of, away. You know, one of the things uh, I did is have we have a mutual friend who works at Jameson. And so we've got a whiskey tasting tour at Slattery's the Thursday before the game. But Slattery's owner also owns the bar, which is on Grafton Street at the St. Stephen's Green Shopping Center. And we wanted to do something special. And so Brian Conlon said, I'm going to get some Irish Illustrated flags made and fly them outside of the pubs. And you know how big that is because <laughs> you see the colors of your country or your GAA team. And it just shows that is a pub where you can go and have fun with people of your affinity. Mm-hmm. And so we're getting those made up, but we're going to raffle those off at the end of the game. Fantastic. And Friends at Diageo Guinness are trying to get a guy named Joe Montana and maybe more. I've players. heard I've heard of him. Yeah, he, yeah. And maybe to get his autograph or some other players that are going to come by so that increases the value of the flag. But they'll be raffled off. It'll be a contribution of anything that you would like to give. But two charities are going to benefit, one in Ireland, one in the United States. Fantastic. National Children's Hospital in Crumlin for Ireland. And then the Golick Foundation, which has done a lot of work with inner city youth in South Bend, will be the American recipient. So we're really excited about that. So I don't want to start any, I suppose, panic among Notre Dame fans over here. But are you saying that Mr. Joe Montana himself is going to be in Dublin in August? Well, I would say with him being the Notre Dame spokesman for Guinness and the game is in Dublin... I would say there is a 99.9% chance Interesting. that he's probably going to be seen walking around the city center. Interesting. I'm going to have to keep my eyes peeled. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's fantastic, Len. What else have you got cooking there for, for the, uh, the, the, the week of the game, I suppose? Because it is going to be a week-long almost celebration. I mean, you're going to have the teams and the fans traveling from early on in the week, um, and you're going to have a massive influx of, of, of football fans. So it sounds like you have some exciting things in the works. I saw some stats that the average stay for a person coming over to the stage will be about 10 days. Okay. And I think the economic input into the, the city and the country is going to be in the millions. And one of the sponsors that I talked to, they immediately jumped on the guide because they said, if it's anything like 2012, it'll be 12 days of Christmas for us. And so <laughs> I only had one pushback from one sponsor and they didn't do it because of the corporateness, but they felt so bad that they gave me a voucher for three coffees. Why not? <laughs> so talking about the game, then it's, it's, it's Navy, you know, and there, there, there is a great tradition between Notre Dame and Navy. And, you know, in the past that the scoreline might've been a bit lopsided in Notre Dame's favor, but you know, the optics around this game are massive because it's the first game of the season. It's on the road. It's going to be a sellout. It is a sellout, a packed house in, in the Aviva Stadium. What are your thoughts on the game and, and I suppose everything that, that comes with it? Well, I'm glad that Notre Dame is playing Navy the first game to prepare for that triple option. 
so that you don't have to take time out of the schedule mid-season and you know, as you're preparing for a USC. Uh, so it's good to get this game out of the way. But Navy has nothing to lose. They've got a brand new coach. They've got a chip on their shoulder. They've been competitive in the past couple of games. They won a couple of games a couple of years ago. So it's everything to gain for Navy, and it's everything to lose for Notre Dame. But from a college football game perspective, it's my favorite game because of the history, the pageantry. Uh, I'll give you an example, Jimmy. In 2012, when I came over to the game, I was one of I was the only American journalist that joined some Irish journalists when a, a Navy ship came into Dublin Harbor. Okay. And the secretary of the Navy was there to do an induction ceremony for people who were re-upping to the military. And mm -hmm. he said, and I had tears in my eyes, he said, you know, our players out there tomorrow might not go pro, but each and every one of us is going pro for our country. Mm -hmm. And that just hit me like a ton of bricks because these are, you know, young men and women who are putting their lives on the line to preserve Absolutely. our democracy. And so every once in a while, if they make it a competitive game, I'm okay with that. Now, I won't say the same for USC, but I love the triple option. I love what they've done over the past. It's going to be a game, as Notre Dame football players will tell you, it's the toughest game they play because the Naval Academy will not quit. And they're mm -hmm. going to walk out of that game and get back on a flight to to South Bend and say, you know what, I'm tired. Yeah, Hopefully absolutely. And that that was that was the same kind of reaction that that I got when I spoke to Navy's head coach a few months ago, uh, Mr. Brian Newbury. You know, that was it was it was all, you know, we're going into this game with absolutely nothing to lose. We're going to leave it all on the line. So it, it's interesting to see the the same point echo for your from yourself, but from for Marcus Freeman who is Notre Dame's head coach now in his second full season as head coach. There's a little bit more pressure this season, I think. There's a little bit more expectation to win and to, and, to, and to get to the playoffs. That's what Notre Dame fans expect. They won a national championship, and they haven't gotten one since 1988. But Notre Dame fans, administration, they feel that they've got a winner in Marcus Freeman. I mm. can tell you that he ticks the boxes of everything that you want in a coach. Great relationship with the players. He gets Notre Dame. He understands the academics. But that's great. But the real the, the, the thing that's going to define him is if he's going to win. That's the most important thing right now is if you are going to win. And so a lot of pressure on him. But he's got the tools. He's got the talent. And, you know, anything can happen in a game of football. But I think this is a year for Marcus Freeman to – kind of put more of his, his identity on it. You know, he's a second-year head coach now, and now you're going to start seeing a little bit more of what he can bring to the table. And he certainly has something that Notre Dame have been lacking, perhaps, over the past number of years, and that is a quality starting quarterback in Sam Hartman, who transfers in from Wake Forest but brings a certain pedigree that Notre Dame just hasn't had at the signal caller position for as long as I've been watching Notre Dame, maybe Ian Book aside, but, you know, we finally have somebody who can take command of the offense and make Notre Dame, you know, a competitive side for, for a national championship. A proven signal caller. He put up big numbers at Wake Forest. Notre Dame has Wake Forest on the schedule. So for the second time in a couple of years, the starting quarterback is actually going to be playing against his alma mater, if you will. We saw that with Jack Cohn at Wisconsin, mm. now Sam Hartman. And then, 
you had uh, Phil Jerkovic who transferred out to Boston College who has transferred to Pitt. And so there's another quarterback connection. But, you know, we saw Sam in – we don't see a lot of practice, but I actually saw him at the NFL Combine Day. He was throwing to the receivers. The guy throws a mean ball. If he can stay healthy – Great things are going to happen because now you've got some young receivers, mm. all receivers. You've got speed. You've got a talented running back in Audric Estime. So it, it doesn't rely solely on the arm of Sam Hartman to win games. His leadership is going to be the thing that they're going to benefit most of. He can also throw the ball as well, and he can hand it off as well. But protect him, and good things are going to happen. So looking at the schedule and a, a number of fixtures jump out and obviously aside from the, the massive and like it's no over it's no I'm not overstating this there is massive hype in Ireland about this game on the 26th of August uh, every every seat in the house will be full but apart from the game in Ireland you have Ohio State Clemson and USC those are the three games that are going to define our season and I think in order for us to, to get back to the playoffs, we have to win at least two of those, if not all of them. How do you how do you envision that going? It, do you think it's possible for this team to, to win the big games, which is something that are that that the team's critics have been harping on about for years, is that Notre Dame cannot win the big games? Every game is important. You've got Navy, but then the next week you've got Tennessee State. The first time that Notre Dame has played a non division one, you know, a, a team of of the the calibers of, you know, the Michigan States and the mm. Wisconsin's and the USC's, a lower tiered game, but an important game to play for um, historical reasons. And then, you know, you've got Ohio State. So it's a game by game basis. Every game is important because if you lose against Navy and, and Tennessee State, then the matchup with USC doesn't have any importance other than it's a rivalry game. So every game is important. And I think the biggest thing that Marcus Freeman has learned is, is really in terms of preparing the players is not to get them tired out, uh, just finding that balance so that they can go in there fresh and then be prepared mm -hmm. for the game the next week when you have a, a bigger time opponent coming in like in Ohio State. But it is a year where Notre Dame does need to win the big games to get that monkey off their back saying, we can't win the big ones. Yeah, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So, Len, in your opinion, how do you see the, the college football playoffs shaking out this year? Do you see who's your who right now preseason, you know, I suppose Notre Dame um, prejudice aside, who's your top four right now? Well, it's got to be the traditional college football powers. And right now we're so focused on Notre Dame. I don't want to look at the others. Um, we'll let that, you know, shake out toward the end of the year when it matters. But of course, you know, the Ohio States and the Alabamas, um, teams out of the SEC, Georgia looking for a three-peat. You know, these are the teams that are always going to be at the top, but um, it's tough to win. And so you'll see some upsets. We like to see the upsets. Uh, but, you know, Notre Dame just needs to focus on them. They can't control anything else except their own destiny. And so that's with Irish Illustrated. That's how we go in. It's like we need to focus on us. When we start focusing on others, then we're not concentrating on our job. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're in the, I suppose the last couple of days of one of your many recent trips to Ireland. What else is on your agenda before you head back stateside? Well, just seeing some uh, friends. Uh, hopefully, have a cup of coffee with you. But really, to kind of the final, the thing you know, with our sponsors before the big game. So 
I've been going out, meeting with them, thanking them, seeing if there's anything we could do just to get uh, some idea and to let them know, you know, what to expect. Because the last thing we want is uh, something similar to what happened at Aviva Stadium when they ran out of Guinness and rashers or <laughs> pumps went down. It's to anticipate, make sure everything is going smooth. And uh, right now, just putting the finishing touches on this raffle, trying to find the link where people can contribute so we can start promoting that immediately. But, mm. you know, Notre Dame, the biggest public relation tool they have is their football game, a football mm-hmm. team. And so coming over here is so important. And with COVID knocking the game out in 2020, it makes this game even more important. And this is the first time that Notre Dame is going to be the home team. Maybe Indeed. Yeah. And so uh, that means Notre Dame will have more control. They're in charge of game day operation and what have you. And so I think this is just going to be a stepping stone. Look for Notre Dame to play possibly in China down the road or in Rome, there's been talk, but Notre Dame is a global brand. And Jimmy, what I've told people is that there was an adage that one time said, the sun never set on the British empire. What is the only entity in the world today where that is true? And that's the University of Notre Dame because of their global gateways all over the world. There is a presence. Notre Dame is an internationally known brand. And so it's important to come over to Ireland. And there's a history, even though it's a French name, Father Soren had six brothers of the Order of St. Joseph who were Irish, who helped build the University of Notre Dame. So there is yes, that indeed. as well. Yes, indeed. Well, then, look, I've, I've had a look at your at the, at the Irish Illustrated Guide. It looks fantastic. We're going to post a link for anyone interested in checking that out. And uh, Len, look, great talking to you as always. And I look forward to catching up over a pint in the bar on the, the night before the game. Well, and the big thing, Jimmy, is that we're trying to have an informal get uh, get together the Friday before the football game, before Fantastic. the rally, uh, have some prizes to give away. And we're working on that right now. So a chance to see you. And we'll look forward to sitting next to you in the press box watching that game. And let's hope fingers crossed, Len. Let's Fingers crossed. A nice flight back home. That's all I want, you know, to sleep and, and have a smile on my face going back home. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm, my fingers are crossed for media passes and, you know, corporate.ie, if you're listening to my podcast, you know, give, give me those media passes. Len, pleasure as always. Take care and talk soon. Go Irish. Cheers.